Out of the ashes you will rise. If you feel sad, lost, depressed, finances are in the gutter, social life, you're lonely. Out of the ashes you will rise. Here in my garage, invest in yourself. Always be curious. Don't be a cynic. Sleeping on a couch in a mobile home with only $47 in my bank account. When everything's burnt to the ground, when you're sad, lost, and depressed, and everything's at rock bottom, you get to rebuild the exact and precise way you want the damn thing rebuilt. Health, wealth, love, happiness, each of these four goals. In case you missed the last episode, make sure you go back and check it out. Here's what went down. So many people miss out on life because anything, like you said, that they haven't heard growing up, they'll be like, I don't want to try. You look at everybody who made money, billionaires. They experimented with something when other people thought it was crazy. Coming up today, what Parkinson's Law predicts, it's a business term, is that people will fill up their time. You give them one hour worth of work, but you pay them for eight hours, they will make it slower. It's called loss of productivity. An employee working for you with Parkinson's syndrome, where they're stretching out and not doing a good job and not aware, they are stealing from you. So Parkinson's disease means this, you're an entrepreneur, You spend one hour a day on eight different things, marketing, you know, customer support, whatever it is. So now you decide you're going to be smart. You go, man, eight hours a day, I'm doing one hour on these eight things. It's eating up my whole day. I have no time to plan and do new things. So you go, let me hire eight people. Or let's say you hire seven people and you're the eighth. So you would think the day is going to be great. You're going to wake up. You're going to do your one hour worth of work and everyone else is gonna do their one hour worth of work, right? That's not what happens. What Parkinson's Law predicts, it's a business term, is that people will fill up their time if you give them one hour worth of work, but you pay them for eight hours, they they will make it slower so that they get paid for their whole eight hours. It's called loss of productivity. That's what productivity means. By the way, that's why, that's the only thing the US has to do to fix its entire economy has nothing to do with all this bullshit that all politicians talk about. They're all full of shit, every single one of them. The way you make America more productive is you, do, you avoid Parkinson's disease. America has 330 million people. If every single person in America was twice as productive, and remember, most people aren't productive at all. They're a drain on society. If everybody was just twice as productive, twice as productive. Remember, Elon Musk is a thousand times more productive than you and I. But I'm just asking people to be twice as good. Then America's GDP would go from 15 trillion to 30 trillion. Tax receipts would go from 3 trillion to 6 trillion. Without raising the tax rate, you wouldn't have to increase taxes on anybody, the rich or the poor. Now you'd have 6 trillion in taxes and our budget, we wouldn't have any deficit. We wouldn't lose money. We only spend like 4 or 5 trillion, uh, sorry, we take in I think 3 or 4 trillion and we spend like 6 trillion. So we're going in debt. That's why we've been going, depending on the year. But if Americans were more productive, right, the same 330 million people were more productive, guess what would happen? You'd have more money in the total pie to tax. So you wouldn't raise tax rate. That's why I said GDP would go to 30 trillion instead of 15 trillion. If you take on average, let's say 
the average tax rate is about 25%, you'd raise $7 trillion and it would pay for everything. New roads, Obamacare or whatever healthcare, it's all solvable by one thing, become productive and people ain't fucking productive. So when you hire those eight people for you, what they'll do is they'll go, well, it's nine to five. I really have a one hour job, but I'll just slowly space that shit out. Now, they won't even think of it. It's a subconscious thing that goes on in humans' brains. Most people are lazy, promise you. The amount of people that I know that aren't lazy is so, I can't, I won't even say it on this camera. I don't want to insult anybody at this table. It's so low, it's beyond low. And here's where people are lazy. They won't think creatively for you. So they work with you. Any problem they encounter is like a brick wall. You're, you're like, hey, can you, you know, run down the store and I need a tripod for film equipment. Can you go to Sammy's camera? That employee will go down. They know they're getting paid. No, 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 no go to Drive back. Sammy's didn't have a tripod, sorry. Zero creativity. You'll be like, did you go to the other store next door to it? Oh no, you didn't say to do that. You just said to go to Sammy's. Well, you're not a robot. You get the point I was saying. Try Sammy's if they don't have it, go somewhere else. That's creativity. So people are A, mentally lazy. And this is by far the most. When we think of laziness, we think of people who, you know, won't take a shovel and dig a hole when you're digging a hole. And so they're like physically lazy. Yeah, it's a little bit of physical laziness, but for the most part, people are so mentally lazy. I can't, and I'm gonna, I'll give you a test to test on your friends. Bring up something that's important, but nobody knows in the room. Watch and just time this. How long till somebody reaches their phone to start Googling it? You know why people don't do that? They're lazy, and there's a reason. I wrote an article many years ago called The Balancer of the Brain. Your brain tries to conserve glucose. Back in history, it was very hard to get glucose, sugar, and carbohydrates for your brain. So ancient times, you know what most of our ancestors did? Literally, they laid around all the time. They've done studies of nomadic tribes. They spend most of their time laying around. They forage for food about three hours a day, and the rest of the time they lay around because they have to conserve energy because they can't get enough calories. I think the average, Dr. David Buss did some research, the average person, uh, there's a tribe in Tanzania, Africa, called the Hanzas or something, I forget the exact name, but they only, could, they only eat about 1,600 calories a day. They can't get any more. So if you could only get 1,600 calories, that's not a lot of calories, especially for a grown man. Most grown men need, you know, let's say 2,000 at the minimum. So those people, so we descend, our great-great-great-grandparents were physically lazy most of the time. And then when they had to hunt something, they'd run real fast because they didn't have a lot of prosperity in the world. Now it's prosperity. Now look at Arnold Schwarzenegger. He ate a lot of food that didn't exist thousands of years ago, grocery stores like that. So he was able to get way bigger, way stronger. Same with the brain. We have all the tools we need. Every employee you hire is gonna try to mentally leech you. Trust me. They are, I don't care if they have a PhD. I've never seen an exception to this rule. Not once, ever. The only time I see exceptions is top entrepreneurs that I know that are like, you wanna start a business together. Those guys get it because that's why they're made 100 million bucks. Anybody else is lost. The world doesn't teach them this. Nobody teaches this. Has anybody here gone through school system ever heard this conversation about mental leaching, energy drains, glucose conservation of the brain? Zero, zero. Every fucking school system. The older I get, the more I learn, the more I rage against the system. It's even worse than I thought. So what you have to do with Parkinson's syndrome is you have to automatically assume people are gonna be mentally lazy. You give them a task that should only take them one hour a day and you give them free reign, 
they're not gonna literally be lazy. They're just gonna go way slower than they should. They're gonna do the job, but then it'll be messed up and you have to talk to them 10 times in a row. Can you fix it? Can you fix it? Can you fix it? They won't see the big picture. They won't be creative. So here's the solution. There's three solutions, three-step solution to this. Number one, always assume that people are gonna do the job wrong for you. And it's not being negative, it's being a realist. There's a big difference between pessimist and realist. This is reality. So number one, that's most likely outcome. You gotta go in with that mindset. The second you go in the mindset of like, I see people hiring people and they're like, ooh, I just hired this awesome person. Look at their resume. Look at it. I'm like, you're a newbie entrepreneur to this game. One out of 100 people will be like that. The rest brings us to number two. You have to build a training system and that training system has to be a real deal one. And you know, that's the biggest thing I've been learning over the last couple years is the importance of a training system. And then number three, the quizzing system. This, damn it, is the one that no one told me. Even my mentors didn't tell me this. Quiz the shit out of people who work for you. Quiz them every day, all the time. Now, eventually, when they never get a quiz question wrong, then respect them more and don't keep doing it. But until they get almost every question right, if you gotta do it for a year, do it for a year. So let's say you hire somebody who's gonna be your personal assistant. You say, hey, every day, I want you to check, you know, I want you to, I don't know, check my voicemails. Make sure there's no important customer support voicemails. So if you're following my three steps, the first one, you're gonna assume they're doing it wrong, but that in and of itself won't be enough. The second one, because that might lead you to this training, you go, okay, I'm gonna train them how to do the voicemails. All right, you go here, you dial this pin to hear the voicemail, you write down on this pad of paper, you prioritize A, B, C, and you hand it to me when I come in and that's assisting me. But you forgot number three, quiz them. So here's what you do. You come in the office, you go, what's the fourth voicemail? What was the fourth voicemail? If they can't answer, they ain't paying attention. You hired them, they can pay attention, it's not that hard. Now if you have 6,000 voicemails there, it might not be a reasonable request. But let's say you had five voicemails, ask them, recite them back to me. What were they? Just not word for word, just what were they? Ronald Reagan had some of the wisest words known to mankind. I use it all the time. Hey man, I trust you, but I'm gonna verify you. I trust you, but I'm gonna verify you. You ever meet someone come to hire you? You have a criminal record? No, no, I don't have a criminal record. Dude, I totally trust you, but I just verify. That's just my game. I always do it. It's robotic. So if you don't do that, that third one is what I didn't even learn from my mentors. I've learned this the hard way. Once you put all three in, it will transform your life. If you do one or two of those, you're gonna have a hard, hard, sad, frustrated life. Trust me, I have been sad and frustrated before. Now I start grilling. Here's what happens too when you grill people. Joel Satchin used to always tell me the cream rises to the top, but also it filters out in the, the Bible used to call this the dross, D-R-O-S-S. The dross is a term in metal when you have like gold or silver. Most gold has impurities around it. You take gold and you heat it to a very, 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 very high level and all the dross melts out of it and the only thing left is pure gold. So if you buy gold that hasn't been refined correctly, you're getting a lot of impurities. Same with your employees. The second you quiz them, it puts pressure on them. And some people will eventually just quit working for you. But then you got, that's the people that you're excited to see go out the door. Because they were nothing but dross. They were just nothing. They didn't have it. The fire tells the truth. And so if you just train, training is like being nice. 
right? Like patting people on the back. Like, let me show you how to do it. Tutoring. So you could do some of that. But what it, does anybody know what the president, one of the great presidents said? Walk lightly and carry a big stick. Who said that? The Rock? President. Yeah, it was Roosevelt, I think, right? Theodore Roosevelt. Walk, it's the same thing. Train, that's the light part. But carry a stick, that's the double check on them. Trust but verify. Oh boy, this shit. I would honestly, without a doubt, give somebody a million dollars if they had given me this advice 10 years ago. Right now, if I get a time machine and I'd be like, that one, this one video, all you people who say fucking, oh, why do I have to pay for every good piece of advice? Here's a free piece of advice worth more than anything I've ever put on YouTube if you're gonna build a business. Quiz people. Quiz people. It will bring the truth out. Because here's why. People lie, but numbers never do. Then numbers don't lie. They're the only truthful thing on this planet. So you could just have somebody who works for you go, well, I asked you eight quiz questions about what you did for me today, and you got four wrong. That's 50%. What's 50% in school? Motherfucking F. <laughs> so you'd be like, you want this paycheck? There ain't no Fs in this, this class. So just use the school system. Every 10 quiz questions, if they get one wrong, they get an A. Two wrong, a B. Three wrong, C. Four wrong, D. And five wrong, brown, out. You'd be like, you got a day to fix it. And then what I, one thing I was going to add, I brought this up before, the people, <clears throat> once they prove themselves, because you got you to be fair. You can't grill people that don't need to be grilled. You don't want to waste your time. So once the good people get to the point where nine out of 10 questions you ask them about their responsibilities, what they did today, what they're doing for you, you know, if they're doing salespeople, if salespeople working for you, like how much money did you make for the company today? If they're like, well, I think, let me do the math. What kind of salesperson doesn't know how much money he's making? It'd be like, fail quiz. You watch those, write it down on a pad of paper. Five out of, t five out of 10, no. They're gone. Six out of 10, I mean four out of 10, you give them a warning. Basically, the way I'm changing my company, you don't have to start this way, I don't recommend it. Mine's gonna be, I wanna have 300 employees. I think I need 300 people. Employees, partners, things like this related business. Every one of them gonna be Navy SEALs. For me, it's gonna be that 300 test. I want 300 Spartan people that if it was a life or death situation, I know would stand the test. So mine's gonna be one out of 10. You can be an A player or a zero player. That's how the thing goes. I took 29 employees with me, pan across this way. It, 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 I said it, I will test you, each and every one of you. So I've been out of town a little bit, had other people managing, I am back. I will watch and I will, I don't care who you are, I'm a double check, double check. You know, I can't tell you how many people I know got money ripped off from them. Michael Jackson went bankrupt. He, gave, he let his brother manage his money. But I read the story. His brother, took, or his brother just accidentally squandered away, what was it, a billion dollars he made? Half a billion? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the basketball player, gave all his money to a financial planner, and he had to come back to play basketball those last years, not because he wanted to play basketball, because he had a fire. Financial planner didn't have insurance on his rare Persian rug collection. He lost tens of millions of dollars bad investments. I read a story about, who was it? Same thing. I'm like, don't you fuck, oh, Dane Cook? He said he lost $10 million, his brother took it out of his bank. 
well, what the fuck's wrong with you giving people all that much access over you without testing them? That's your own fault. I'm not condoning people robbing you, but uh, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on, I mean, fool me once, shame on you. Fool can't get fooled again. That's my George Bush impression. Yeah, fool me, uh, that is a bitch of a one to do while you're doing public speaking, right? No, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. But when it comes to money, which is what your business is and your employees are affecting your bottom line financially, it's the same thing. Check up on them. I did an experiment I've done once since I've been an entrepreneur of being super hands-off. It's, uh, it's not an experiment I'll do again. It's a failed experiment. You double check. And if you have a huge company, you've got 500 people, you, you know, probably can't check all the way down. But most good CEOs, they go down. They're, I forget what CEO it is. Maybe the Google guys, one of them, they go and sit with customer support one day a month. Like they go from the highest billionaire status all the way down to entry level jobs and sit in there at least once a month. General uh, Patton, General Patton used to be out there on the front line. You know, General Patton in World War II basically was put in charge of this whole, what was it, the Ardennes battle in, in the Belgium and all that. Well, part of the reason we won is that was one of the first generals that put his neck on the line. He went right to the front lines. There'd be machine guns shooting, bullets getting, the trucks behind him getting blown up. He wanted to see with binoculars. That's what he used to do. He's like, I have to see the battle myself. And that's you. And he was a, I think he was a a four-star general in the U.S. Army. He was the highest ranked one in in some of the armies, him and Bradley or whatever. Same thing with you. I don't care how big a company you have. Double check your shit. You don't have to go hate wire. It can be the simplest questions. Here's the thing that's going to shock you when you guys do this. Start with the simplest questions. You got a secretary, just be like, what did you do today? If they start by, that means they did nothing. Most people, about 50% of people will fail on the simplistic questions. You get a little harder. By the time you go three layers deep, I could do it to somebody here, but I'm not going to embarrass anybody working here. People work here are pretty good, but you're gonna be a lot better soon. So help me God, so I don't fucking become like Howard Hughes and become, isolate myself behind a curtain. We saw that movie with Howard Hughes. I was like, I understand this guy, boy. By the end of his life, by the end of his life, he talked to nobody, which is a sad outcome, but I understand a little bit. He literally had a curtain and he would like speak. No one could speak to him. The greatest thing that I saw Howard Hughes does, which I'm like, should I do this because people are going to take this the wrong way? If you asked him a question that was dumb, he just pretended you weren't there. People would sit there and be like, sir, should I? And this far, and he would just, um, just eat. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, Howard Hughes, very smart man. Very, very smart man. And for each of you, usually you're going to hire employees that you have more experience, you have more know-how. So it's gonna be easy to get frustrated because you're smarter than them at what you do. Assume they don't know what they're doing. Put in a training program. That's the carrot. Then the stick is the quiz. Once they're a D student, the, unless you wanna have a D level company, if you wanna have an A level company, boy, you'd be like, you, you can be an A. Jack Welch, largest uh, CEO of GE, which was the largest company in the world, took it from a small company like a billion in revenue to hundreds of billions in revenue. He had a rule. Every year, the bottom 10% was fired, no matter what. You could be doing a good job. If you were in the bottom 10%, you were automatic. It was like robotic. And, and then if you were the top 
you were given a raise, always. And the in-between, you got a warning. You better get in the top. So I think I have those percentages right. I think it was 10, 10, and 80% in the middle. But I want to condense that. I want to be like, almost everybody gets a raise. 50% of people get a ton of money. Another 50% is gone. I think that's better. Because for Navy SEALs, which is a business model I like better, one bad Navy SEAL costs everybody their life. In fact, I read a fascinating story about Navy SEALs. It was one of these sniper ones, and a guy froze up on them. How did that story go? He basically froze up and almost everybody died because of him. And so they were like, anybody on the edge? The guy who froze up was a good person. Don't get me wrong. So a lot of people are going to come work for you that are good people. But it doesn't mean they have to work for you. They can just be your friend and you watch football games together. <laughs> Don't hire them. So quiz. This is, I'll, be, I'll be recording some more on this. Quiz, quiz, quiz. This stuff I talk kind of about in the accelerator program some of you might be in. Quiz the shit out of people. And it's, it's just truly a great thing. You know one thing we should do? Anybody have a question and answer? I do well with people asking questions. Ben always has a question. My oh, brother. You do, uh, it's good. Yeah, what are the main questions you're asking? So the main question, my brother Ben over there. Hello, Ben. His question was, what's some real practical examples? So assistance is a great one. Here's a thing that you could do with assistance. If they're managing your calendar, let's say it's a personal assistant, just be like, what do I have to do? Let's say it's January 1st. Be like, what's on my calendar? Look at your calendar first so you know the answer. Don't quiz when you don't know the answer. You can look like an idiot. Look on your calendar. January 17th, it says you have lunch with Bob. On January 1st, be like, what do I have January 17th? If they don't know and they're the one who put it on the, on the calendar, it's a fail. Uh, example of somebody who's managing your social media. I have people do publishing for me. I did this quiz actually today. I said to my staff, I said, because they were, we were gonna bring a shirt with me that I remembered I already shot with on and I have an Instagram picture with me in that shirt two weeks ago. So I said to my house staff, have I worn this shirt before? Half of them were like, nope. Half of them were like, yes. I said, this is what you do. You know, you guys wash the clothes, you look. If you don't know, but what it is is people are lazy so they're not observant. It's what most of it comes down to. It's just observant. Perfect example, here's a perfect example. We were shooting and filming. This happens happened to me in 10 restaurants in the last year. We were filming. Look, show them how big this whole table is, okay? The dude came with the food in his hand. We were just filming right here. He could have come to anywhere on the table. He comes and comes right in between the camera person and us and is like, whose food is this? I'm like, dude, you don't see the cameras right here and you don't see that you could have gone to 30? People, it, sadly, this is why people get stuck at dead-end jobs. They're not observant. That's why in the 67 steps, you gotta be aware. So mostly test people's awareness. So that's a good question, but test their awareness. Test around what they're doing. If you have somebody managing your website for you, be like, what was, what was the highest liked blog post I did? If they don't know, be like, why don't you know? That's all you fucking do is look at my website. You'd be like, I'm an entrepreneur. I gotta manage the bills, manage your payroll, do marketing, hire new people. You just look at the website. So my basic rule is, if you're specialized and I'm the generalist, you always know more than me. So there's no question I can ask you. The stump ability thing is a big thing. I promise you top level people you can't stump. If you went into Bill Gates and, or Mark, think about, think about Mark Zuckerberg. 
You think you could ask him a question about Facebook that he's like, I don't know? Shit, he knows a lot. It's the other way. People who work for him, he pays them, and they just get by. Any other questions? How do you reconcile the, the, the idea of, or with the, the whole Sherlock Holmes thing, where he would tell Watson, I, don't have, I can't fill my brain with that type of information right. because there's more important yeah, things that I should be aware of. But that proves the point. So Zach was saying, in the Sherlock Holmes, there's a thing where Watson said, how many miles away is the moon? And Sherlock Holmes says, I don't, the mind's like an like a attic. It gets full, so I don't put useless trivia into my head. But what I'm saying is the staff, where you quiz them on what they're doing for you, that's not clutter. That's what they need to know. So that's a good point. If you have a marketing person, don't ask them what year the battle of, you know, uh, you know what year was the second Peloponnesian War or something. That has nothing to do with them working for you. So yeah, don't, you don't want to be... The point of the quiz is not to be an asshole. The point of the quiz is to focus everybody in the group. And also, the second people know they're being, this has been proven over and over. You can read books by the Duke professor, Dan Ariely, on lying and dishonesty. Did you know that simply putting a sign up in a testing room where people are taking tests that says cheaters will be flunked, just a sign dramatically decreases the amount of people who cheat. Just a sign that says don't cheat so what happens is when you hold people accountable just a teeny bit, it works. It's funny, man. I keep, this is an off subject, but somewhat similar. There was this lady on my Twitter, this Shannon lady, and she was an asshole. And so I tweeted back to her. She basically wrote, she goes, hey, are you that YouTube guy that always brags about big cars and, and houses or something? And I said, no, I'm the YouTube guy that inspires millions of, of people to read books that have never read before and that pays the rent for strangers in December so they don't get evicted with their kids. And then she wrote back, she goes, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, the little Twitter thing. Finally, she deleted all her tweets. I'm like, stand up. When people bully you, you stand up for yourself and they usually stop. In the same way, what I've been talking about is when people take advantage of you because make no mistake, an employee working for you with Parkinson's syndrome, not the disease, by the way, where they're stretching out and not doing a good job and not aware, they are stealing from you. So what happens in America if you steal? It's a criminal offense. So, but this kind of criminal offense you can't prove in court, but it's still stealing. If you're paying them a paycheck and they're doing a shitty job, they're stealing from you. So don't do a shitty job, you're not a thief, but don't be afraid to call out a thief. It stops thievery. And anybody tells you it doesn't, just so naive, you know what I mean, naive people? I've listened to naive people and it's, and it's cost me. I've listened to people I said, oh, you know, don't fight back. Bullshit. Fight, fight. You can be fair. There ain't nothing wrong with fair. That lady, that, that lady Shannon who wrote me that mean tweet was like, well, why are you insulting me in front of all your fans? You know, followers. I said, because you posted in front of all my fans. You insult me publicly. I can defend myself publicly. Uh, it's the same thing with employees. They might go, wait, why are you quizzing me? Why are you asking me? Well, you working for me. I got the right to make sure that you're doing a good job. So let me do a little, I'm gonna do a practical one. I'm not gonna kill you guys on camera, so don't worry. But I am gonna, I'm gonna illustrate something. Let's see, who's the lucky person? Uh, who we got over here? Who has thick skin? Nathan's looking over there. Nathan, tell me about an email split test result that won, tell me about the winner versus the loser. 
Nathan works on a lot of email marketing. All right, Nathan, let's hear. You got 30 seconds, short version. So we recently did uh, an email where we split tested moving GIFs, as in like pictures that move, versus having an email with no GIF at all. So just text only, and we found that with the GIF, performs a lot better. Let me stop, let me stop you. So level one, he did good, he answered the question. Remember I said you go three levels deep and everybody starts to fail? So he answered the first level. So now you don't have an F, you have a D. Let's see if you can get to an A. So I'm gonna go one level deeper and be easy one. I'm gonna go easy on you publicly here. What was the GIF? GIF is just a moving image picture inside the email. The GIF was a like, 10 second clip of you when you purchased the first Rolls Royce ghost. Okay, it was a picture of me with the ghost. Okay, so I'm, I gave you, a, I threw you a bone. Don't say I'm too mean. All right, so now he's not an F, he had gone to D, now he's at a C. What were the exact percentages of both in terms of open rate? Or very close, just roughly. I can't say for sure, I'd have to ballpark it. Um, but don't bullshit me. Do you know or not know? Okay, so he stopped at the C. Thank you, Nathan, at least you didn't fail. He stopped at the C. You see, you just go deeper. You go, if the, if the person manager your schedule remembers what January 18th is, oh, you got an appointment with your dentist. Then you go, what street's my dentist on? Because they should know, because they're gonna give you, or you, know, you go, what time is it at? If they know what time it is, go, what's the treatment for? Because maybe you're going in for a different thing, not just a routine thing. Boy, when you find the people that go, what, that pass from an F to a D, a D to a C, a C to a B, and a B to an A, rejoice you have done your job once they get you when you get people go four layers deep is very hard with me but it's possible it's very very possible you could ask me four layers deep in the things relevant to the company and i think i could answer them not always sometimes i'm not aware i'm guilty of this but not as much as most people at all and i find most entrepreneurs aren't especially they've been around for a while it teaches you hyper awareness so one more person i'm going to try on who we got here we need a female. Brittany, you wanna come down here? She's new. Brittany's been doing customer support. How many emails can the average person in customer support in eight hours reply to? Uh, the average person can reply to, I would say roughly 100 emails. That's about 10 pages, especially because now we've been adding on um, chat and incoming calls and onboarding calls as well. Who's in support that can confirm that number? <laughs> RC, does that sound about right? About 100? Yeah. Like an average? Yeah, eight hours straight. Average? Um, I think she was alone. Yeah, if they're alone. Okay. You move from, a, I'll give you that, from an F to a D. What is the best way to reply to somebody who says, well, all this stuff looks good, but how do I know I can trust that this is a real program and not a scam? Just give me like a very quick response if I'm on the phone with you. Um, well, you're learning from someone who was named by um, one of the top magazines as a social media strategist of the year. So clearly he's someone that you would want to learn from if you're trying to learn social media. And if you have something that's stopping you, why let it, oh God. 
Well, that was good enough. Okay, I'll give you a All right. She's doing pretty good. I'm not going to go any further because she's new. You know, a lot of people, when you correct them, they get all proud and butt hurt. I'm like, how about having a sense of pride about not letting people beat you? There's so many people in history that the reason they become great is because someone beat them up when they were little. In fact, I, had a, I used to have a bouncer who worked at the head of my security at my nightclubs on the East Coast was this guy named Franco. He was a very strong guy, one of the strongest guys ever and most fit guy. And he was like 40 and he was still just like, he benched like 550 pounds, he was a monster. And he ate perfectly. Cause it, I had a, one of my clubs was like a Latin restaurant. So there'd be food all the time. This guy was a machine. He never ate after like 10, uh, 8 PM. I was like, you want some food? He's like, I don't need after 8 PM, like a robot. And I, I finally figured out how he got that discipline. He was a fat kid when he was young and everybody made fun of him. So at some point he was like, fuck it, I'm gonna become a machine. And he became a machine. So that's, he was proud in a good way. Here's proud in a bad way. You're gonna quiz some employees. They're gonna fail. They're gonna be butthurt and mad at you. They're gonna be like, my mom loves me. <laughs> therefore you can't call, well, I'm, I always tell people, I ain't your fucking mom. I don't naturally love, you don't love me naturally. You know, your employees expect you to pay them. That's called, by the way, unilateral versus bilateral contracts. Unilateral, I have one of my lawyers here, can confirm this. Unilateral contract only applies one way. That's how a lot of people are gonna treat you. They're gonna be like, you have to do what I say, but I can treat you however I want. That's how Shannon was on Twitter. She was like, I can shit talk you one way, but you can't do it back. I said, Shannon, this is a bilateral contract. I'm gonna do it right back to you. So same with employees. They expect you to pay them. If you don't pay employees, it's basically robbery, right? They're owed their wages and you don't give it to them just because you feel like not paying them. That's, that's a criminal offense unless you go bankrupt, but assuming you're a normal company. In the same way, somebody working for you and ain't doing the job, that's a criminal offense in my mind. So yes. Grill just like that. Doesn't have to be, you can make it fun too if you want. If you're a happy-go-lucky, jolly kind of person, you can be like Zach, you can make it all into a joke. But make sure it's a quiz. Do you have anything to say to that, Zach? I can't think Let of me that. quiz Zach. No, don't, not on camera. <laughs> what did you just have surgery for, Zach? <laughs> What'd you just have surgery for? What's like the most masculine surgery you could have? What, Mark, what would be the, the one that represents masculine? the most. <laughs> Breaking your femur is the most painful. Yeah, Zach was defending the honor. I saw some some ladies get bullied outside of the club. That's the least. Different place because that's kind of an old man. Hey, I don't have eye surgery. I had that once. That shit hurts. I'm not at all. No, man, I don't care. You said on the camera the other day what it was last night. Oh, the penis enlargement? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that surgery. All right, we're going to cut the video right there. <laughs> if you want the chance to enter into one of my free giveaways, here's all you have to do. Number one, subscribe to my podcast, and then secondly, leave an honest review of my podcast. What do you think of it? All right, I pick random reviewers to win either an iPhone 7, a GoPro Black, a MacBook Air, 
iPad, Kindle, and then I've been doing these uh, once a month free car giveaways, giving away a Mustang or Camaro to one random social media follower, podcast followers are entered into that too. So you'll get your free chance to enter. Just leave an honest review and make sure you subscribe to my podcast. All right. I hope you win one of the giveaways. Talk to you soon. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or wherever it is you like to listen so that you don't miss out on any new episodes as they come out.